Welcome to another episode of The Stubborn Heroes, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Adam and I am the Dungeon Master and the Stubborn Heroes we have today are Raymond who plays Aerotol. Hello. Michael who plays Belrin. <laughs> and David who plays Phileas. Hi. Alright, so right off the bat, again, uh, I just want to put this out there. If you're listening to us on iTunes, we'd love it if you could please give us a five-star review, especially if you really like what you're listening to. I normally say all this at the end, but uh, if you could do that for us, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. And now all of you three are going to roll to see who retells the tale of the last episode. Smash that five-star review. Smash, smash! Shut the fuck up. Smash, smash that like button. Smash. I want you all to punch three. that five-star review on your device. 17. Yeah, three. Roll two, Michael. Roll a two. Four! <laughs> Damn. Oh, David. All right. Well, you get to retell the tale. What happened last time? Last time, we fell through the portal into the desert. Um, I rolled a... Epic fail to see if Raza was still alive. And apparently no, I didn't. no. Oh, no, no. So we have no after that. Yeah, it? that was the okay, time on. before. We talked to the Void Lord dude. Netherlord Varsit. That guy? The leader of the Warlord. Yeah, whatever. You know what's funny? Made that same mistake. Because uh-huh. <laughs> he keeps saying Void Lord. Whatever. Same shit. Uh, we talked to the Netherlord dude, and he basically told us about like everything that's happened over the last 48 days. Um, all the different areas, um, my kin and all that stuff are here. We went into the magic quarter and Aerotol had to bring back this uh, portal to all the lands. We did a bunch of fake magic stuff to make it look like we were amazingly good gods and it worked. Then the portal opened and it was a week later over the course of the week we did a bunch of different things. Uh, Oriana went off to her home, same with Dwarf King guy and... Everybody kind of did their own thing. I was helping Myra and all them do the like, practice with their fighting. Aerotol was setting up his magic quarter. Uh, Balron was uh, going on about the uh, amulet. And the amulet also spoke to me and Balron, but zapped Aerotol several times in the head. And made him bleed from his ears and eyes, I believe. It was his eyes, too, yeah. That's where we learned uh, amulet effects. Didn't affect me at all. I guess I'm too good for my own good. So yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you guys a chance now to re-describe your characters. To give you a chance to tell me, because it's been a while now since we first introduced the characters. I'm sure you guys have changed clothes over time. So just visually, to give these stubs a new updated idea on what your character looks like. A new vision on, on how they look, especially in the last week... I would like to let you know the warlocks they have some of the best tailors you know that a lot of them are tailors and stuff and they're able to sort of construct and, and fix armor for you i'll allow you guys to go through the basic armor set here and get for free any any armor upgrades that you want here 
um, that you would have re received from the War Quarter or the Magic Quarter just over the last week to upgrade yourselves and see what you look like, okay? So uh, you can go through that after. No need to record us going through the book. But let's start with um, Ray. So what does Aerotol look like? Uh, well, after this, you know, it's been a week. Yeah, well, Aerotol's kind of researching the, the, the runes, the inscriptions on the uh, teleportation portal. Um, he's not really going to focus on like the clothes that he's wearing. He's just grabbing whatever uh, he has in the morning, throwing it on, and he's 100% focusing on the research. Now, the warlocks do have tailors and things yeah. that you're able to command. And the unseen servants seem to not like his choice of clothing because sometimes it's inside out or he's only got one sleeve of his robe on and he's more focused on the book. Um, the unseen servants are going to bring him kind of more like a scholarly uh, look. So underneath he's going to have, uh, rather than robes uh, all the way down, he's actually going to have some pants. Uh, he's going to have some nice, almost very close to what we would have as dress shoes. He's going to have kind of like a tailored white shirt underneath with a nice collar, bow tie. The Unseen Servants are going to start putting this all on him while he's trying to brush them away and, look, and, and continue tie. to read his book. <laughs> um, now, above the tailored, like the white tailored shirt, you have almost like a nice uh, crossover vest. And then finally to adorn the rest of the outfit he's gonna have these uh like a large large pea coat trench coat i guess mm -hmm. um it's gonna be adorned on top of him and then on the shoulder pads and the front collar and, and leading down the front it's almost like a, a just a long jacket yeah but like it's, a long it's jacket. very roby and uh you still look very mystical when you wear it mm -hmm. and uh on, on the collar and the shoulder pads and all that kind of stuff, there's going to be almost like the same inscriptions as the runes on the teleportation portals. Mm -hmm. um, except these ones seem to be almost glowing in, in like a gold, bronze, like copper color, always changing like that. And it almost seems like the inscriptions on the robe itself are always changing as well. Mm -hmm. So it's very magically infused clothing that you're wearing now. What co sort of colors are we looking at? I know you said a white shirt. Is it more uh, dark? Because I know what you've been wearing before has been more like a dark violet color. Uh, yeah, it's more uh, dark, like black shades of black. And the runes uh, that glow, they're like a gold and a copper. Yeah, they, they glow and fluctuate between gold, copper, like yep, those kind of bronze colors. You wear gloves? Uh, yep, just uh, some plain That's Because that before you was your bare hands, so mm -hmm. now you're more wearing like gloves and mm -hmm. uh, you're able to cast your magic that way. That's really cool. Awesome. Alright, so uh, Michael, why don't you tell us what Belrin's new and improved look is? <clears throat> so, I imagine a uh, silver-esque, probably silver colored, this closest to light, kind of breastplate type armor for his chest. Also, he's going to have like a little indentation in the middle of his chest where he can put the amulet in. Yeah, it's and just like how uh, it may, maybe you got some help from Aerotol. Aerotol will say, is that okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe you uh, over well, the Aerotol week two. Well, Aerotol would use uh, Mage Hand to move the amulet into place. Um, and you would have successfully out. have done so because you would have learned that using Mage Hand you're able to move the amulet, but you're never able to see the face on the amulet move. 
but maybe Aratol, you helped him out, put some sort of like magical seals on this chest to make sure the amulet stays in there, doesn't just fall out every time he, you know, leans forward. The amulet, whenever you place it in, it's it's in. It becomes part of your armor almost, but I'll still consider that you're wearing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And then I just figure like kind of greenish leggings. Yep. Still got to be swift on my feet. I don't know what will happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very rangerish attire. Um, Phileas, what kind of updated outfit do you have? Um, well, my druid enjoys the clothes that he's wearing, but he's just going to, you know, nude them up a bit. So he's still going to wear his whole, you know, green uh, shirt with, uh, like, I guess, black belt and he's still gonna have the uh, brown trousers straps across his chest and stuff where he can hold his other weapons that he doesn't really use mm-hmm. but he's, all, he's gonna have a little thing in the back where he can hold his staff mm-hmm. kind of like a, a sheath for like a sword but he's gonna kind of hold it back there yeah but for his staff and stuff just yep. in case any upgrades to your um, uh, grand great-grandmother's staff that we should know about that long pause because <laughs> he's like oh wait a second no <laughs> I don't know, just like if you want to look a certain way, maybe you carved something into it. Um, no, I don't want I don't wanna you I don't wanna okay. wreck it. It's still the basic yep. old uh, quarter staff yep. yeah, that it's, she used as a cane. It's throw out the gem on it yep. and everything else, her her gem. His cape. Mm-hmm. Is he's still gonna, he's got a hooded cape and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you got a cloak there, yeah. But on the outside it's gonna be black. But on the inside it's actually gonna have all the all the drawings, a bunch of uh, felt drawings of all of his kin, of all of his nieces and nephews. That I've drawn for him, so you can always have them with him. Oh, so you can have them with you. Wow, that's interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Just an upgraded look that you guys have after uh, so long of adventuring and everything. Now, uh, so I'm gonna say, about it's been about two days since you guys had that little night where you were drinking and you and you cheers to each other and you learned more about the amulet and everything. And you all are awoken in the morning to a thud at your door. And when you all went to your door and you looked, you saw there was actually a dagger stabbed into the door with a note left on it. Is the dagger at like knee height? (laughs) 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 I I quit. I quit. All done. Unplug it. Uh, <laughs> that's a, yes, actually, yes. Is that the only one that laughed? Fuck you all. What if I got to laugh at my own joke and yes, make me feel better right. about myself? Yes. Ha ha ha, you're quite funny, Balrun. It is at knee height. And uh, you you look down and there would be a note attached. And when you ripped off this note and looked at the note looks like it was written by a child. Some of the letters are like backwards. It looks like it's written in like crayon or something, but not crayon, but it looks like it was uh, written on by a child. Very, very poor writing. And it just says, uh, meet at Crow's Corner at noon from Cedric. What do you do? Well, I'm gonna, cause I remember him saying that he, um, Razang was awake. So I'm gonna go speak to Razang cause I haven't had time to do that yet. I'm gonna join you. You came out of your room, so I'll ask you to join me as well. Did I come out of my room? Yeah, you know, apparently. Uh, yeah, you, you also. Uh, I'm assuming so. Phileas is on his way. Belrin, what are you doing? He's on his way to go see Razan. You all I'm, sort of. I'm see gonna each join other. him. Ask him you to all, join me. Yeah, and then you see Aratol sort of walk up behind you guys. Aratol, while you're going, hey, an, an unseen servant is there. It's attempting to uh, give you some solution to use his mouthwash because it's just the morning and it's just it's offering you some mouthwash. 
Naruto's gonna take it and kind of throw it. And <laughs> you throw it on the ground. And then the unseen servant just sort of flies out and you just see this liquid pour back into the, the, the little bottle there. And it goes up to somebody else. Uh, you guys are gonna go see uh, Razan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go uh, see if I can convince the Neville Lord to keep him on. Okay. Alright, so. That might be a good thing. We don't really need him. So. You guys are gonna go see Razan. You're gonna go see uh, the Nether Lord of Amon. So I guess we'll start with Aerotol and, and what you do, and then we'll go to these two. Aerotol is gonna go and try and find Amon. Because you haven't seen him in over a week. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can roll to see if you can find him. It was an 11. Uh, yeah, with an 11, uh, you don't find Amon directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, do I do I see Lord Thakrak? No, Mickey? you don't see Lord Thakrak. What, what about uh, Minky, Minky you, Boodle? You do see Minky Doodle, though. Yeah, yeah. Minky Doodle. Sorry, you keep Boodle. saying Boodle Doodle, and, and I'm never you too sure. What? I said Doodle once, like, a while back, because you are like, no, it's Doodle. I'm like, okay. Minky Doodle. Minky Boodle. 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 Minky Boodle, okay? Okay. You do see Minky Boodle. Minky Boodle with uh, the little gnome burning yellow eyes. And uh, he's just wearing his little dark robes, actually holding a large Librum right now. Oh, Aerotol, hello. I was just uh, bringing this to the uh, magic order under your orders. Uh, this is the the uh, history on the uh, stone runes in the Isles of Tall. Oh, yeah, I don't need those books anymore. Oh, um, I, I... The book that... Aerotel's currently holding. He's going to actually just toss, like, over his shoulder. Um, and then he's going to be like, more importantly, Mickey Boodle, do you know where uh, Amon is? Oh, I believe he's still with the Necromancer. That's... The, 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 the Necromancer? I believe he's still with the Netherlord. Oh, he's with the Netherlord. Yes, he's been training with him for quite some uh, time. Is there any way I can go see them? Oh. I don't see. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go see them, and uh, I'll tell I them that. You, I'll oh, tell them okay. that you sent me. I don't think that's a good idea. You should disturb them. And just gonna walk off. Um, what do you want me to do with these books? No response. <laughs> you just walk away. Yeah. Like, ah, fuck. <laughs> He's picking up the books. Um, as you're running, Aerotol, uh, a few unseen servants are like following you with glasses of water <laughs> as you're running through all of these stone halls. No! I don't need this! Aerotol's gonna kind of like try to swat at them and then like, you swat them, push they them fall away. on the ground. You just see another unseen servant coming up with a uh, with a broom and picking up the, the glass that has just smashed on the ground. Aerotol's gonna think to himself, I really need to think of a way to control these guys later. <laughs> And then you approach the stone door into the Netherlord's chamber. Um, he's gonna try to open it. It does not move. Does not move. It does not move. Um, he's gonna try to use magic to open it. Okay. You, you would have to do an arcana check. Roll the twelve. It's magically sealed. Chances are that the Netherlord has blocked access to his chamber using magic. Aerotol's gonna uh, take a piece of paper and, and a, like a quill or pen or whatever mm-hmm. and write down, hey, Netherlord, we're gonna leave uh, Amon with you for a week or forever, I, we, whichever comes first. And he's gonna slap it on the door. And, uh, yeah, and then you slap it on the door, yeah. And, and then he's gonna kind of step back and 
like see if something will happen. Like he'll pause for a moment and then. Uh, yeah, you step back and then suddenly you just see this almost like dark flame that lets off this like violet hue and it just seems to burn at the edges of your note inwards and then just fizzle out and the note just disappears in a puff of smoke. And then you get this sense that chances are the Netherlord got your message. Okay. After um, that happens, Eritor's going to stand there for about like a minute or two, and uh, he's going to realize nothing else is going to happen. He's going to give the door a thumbs up mm-hmm. with his hand, and then he's going to go over towards uh, the crow's corner. That's. Uh, oh, yes, because you yeah. want to get there on time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the crow's quarter, uh, Eritor, it's actually in the living quarter, so you're going to have to walk over there. Okay. Um, well, I was. Oh, thinking... uh, we didn't really place it on the map, did we? No. Uh, I was thinking that we actually place it kind of in between the embassy and the living quarter, like that way uh, you'd get access and you oh. get to both sides. Okay, so it's like almost right like... right here? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, David, you so just about draw about four there. squares? Uh, yeah, it's not oh, really okay. as... The squares are... It's not really five feet or anything. This is all just general map. But yeah, David. So you, David just draw it there. Is that okay with you, Michael? Yeah. Do you want a door on both sides of the embassy and living quarter? Yeah, I figure like you could get access to both of them. So just like uh, just like Ray said, yeah, that, that's a great idea actually. I didn't even think about that. Perfect. So you enter the crow's corner. As you're approaching it, it is heavily still under construction. Mm-hmm. There is wooden scaffolding. There is probably at least twenty to thirty different halflings all over the place, and they're all just building, building, building. There's hammers going off. Uh, they're bringing in um, loads of uh, uh, wooden planks in to continue the construction. And it's it's pretty sizable uh, little hut here he's making in the corner of the living quarter. You're approaching it from the living quarter, but you see that the building goes into, as well, the embassy quarter, and it almost connects the two, just like we decided to do. You see, although it's still under construction, that there are still patrons coming in and out of Crow's Corner. People uh, of, of different races who are obviously coming in from the portals in the Magic Quarter and uh, visiting or, you know, doing some sort of business here as you guys are slowly building your, your little army and empire in the Shattered Citadel. The idea would be that this the Crow's Corner could be a place where allies you guys gather in the future different factions come and relax and 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 uh, be able to mingle and, and and have fun it's very very taverny on the outside and as you enter you don't hear any music or anything you're just greeted with a lot of noises of construction and it on the inside about half of the crow's corner is still completely under construction you just hear all these halflings just sort of arguing with each other behind the other half though there's lots of tables and there's about uh, a dozen patrons inside mm-hmm. uh, who are all sitting down and drinking and there's a uh, barmaid there as well Eritol's gonna walk up to uh, the barmaid uh, yeah I'm gonna make her up right now on the spot yeah. Uh, yeah. So as you approach the barmaid, uh, I want to do a weird race. We'll say she's a dragonborn, yeah. a green dragonborn. In fact, she's got long blonde hair, mm-hmm. and uh, she's a very strong-looking figure. She's wearing a, a, a white apron uh, tied behind her. She's just sort of cleaning the top of the bar right now, and uh, she's uh, she's pouring some ale for a drunken dwarf who's sitting there at the bar. 
We'll say it's that dwarf with a big red beard who was uh, questioning you during your little ceremony before. And she is, uh, she's just cleaning the bar. So you approach this uh, barmaid, she's cleaning the bar, she looks up at you, she's like, what can I do for you? Oh, hi. Uh, who are you? Name's Rathy. Alright, I'm, uh, hi, 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 Rathy. I'm I'm Heraton. I know who you are. I don't really care. Okay, well, someone left this dagger at my door. Um, about half the size. Yeah, that would be Cedric. I haven't seen him since, like, last week. He's waiting in the back. Okay. You can meet him back there. Okay. Says, uh, did you want a drink? Yeah, no, not really. No? Okay. Well, if you need anything, let me know. Okay. All right. She continues um, cleaning the table. But Eretol's actually gonna... The, the drunk dwarf, is he, like passed out drunk or he, he, he's he's just sort of uh waving back and forth a little bit looking pretty inebriated his, his eyes are he's like half cold just like his head's like almost falling into his pint of ale he's like oh bloody it seems like uh Aritol's gonna kind of turn to Rathy and he's gonna, it seems like he probably won't be sober enough to pay his bills so he's gonna throw down like Four gold. It's very generous of you. If there's any extra, you keep it. All right. I'll let him know who paid for his ale. Ah, that's okay. Huh. Okay. So you take the gold and she puts it into a little pouch underneath the uh, the bar and she continues cleaning. She walks up to the dwarf with the red beard and she's just sort of looking at him and poking him a little bit, seeing if he's still conscious as you walk into the back. And as you enter the back of Crow's Tavern, you enter into a large circular room. This room is still a little bit under construction, but it's mostly done. Within the center of the room is a circular table. I'm going to say it's very, very wide. It's about 15 feet in diameter all the way around. Uh, The room itself, about, I'd say, 30 feet in diameter. But the table is huge, and upon the table, you just—it looks like from just as you're entering, a large map of the entire realm of Varian, the world itself. You would see a map ahead of you. But the first thing you'd notice when you enter the room are the walls and the aesthetic feel of the room. As all over the walls, literally covering every single nook and cranny, are hundreds and hundreds of painted depictions of Cedric. You see an image of Cedric fighting off against a giant green dragon, single-handedly. You see Cedric in a sword fight with a pirate queen. You see Cedric tossing garlic at a vampire and defeating it. You see other ones of just Cedric in all these different poses, fighting all sorts of other monsters. One, One of him fighting a shadowy monk releasing a spectral ram from his ring and knocking it into a portal. These are all things that you recognize as you're looking around. You're just sort of looking around like, uh, and the whole room, I mean, every, every single nook and cranny of all the walls all the way around the circular room it is just full of different sizes of the folks. It looks like a um, Tetris game, almost. All these different uh, paintings, and they're just fill up the whole thing. There's no room for anything else, and you don't see any, <laughs> any, any painted photos of anybody else but Cedric. Do I see the painter? Ah, uh, no. There's nobody in there painting, 
but uh, you know what? I guess. But you do see. You know what? Do a, do a perception check, and then I'll decide if you see anything. Fifteen. Okay, with a fifteen. Yeah. Okay, you see an easel in the corner with a canvas on top, and you see a little table on the side, and in front of this easel is a very soft, expensive-looking couch. And it's, and it's made of, like, a red fabric, and it just sort of swerves. And it's almost shaped like a woman's body, this couch that's just there in the corner. In front of this couch is an easel, a canvas, and a little stool with tons of different colors of paints and everything, and a half-finished uh, painting on the canvas. Do you approach it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you'd sort of walk up, and uh, as you approach it, you'd see that this half-finished painting is actually of Cedric, and it's his top half. And he just seems to be laying down with his arm up, and he's doing this, like, little duck face, and he's completely naked in the, in the painting, laying down on this red sensual sofa. But then the painting is only half-finished, and his lower half is not painted. Only his upper half laying down in this pose. It's almost like the painting that Jack did in t- Titanic. Rose. Only it's half done. The lower half was not completed, so obviously they went out for lunch or something halfway through completing this uh, this painting, uh, whoever the painter is. And uh, that's what you see. Aerotel's going to pick up the paintbrush, but then on like second thought, after uh, really looking at the photo, he, he decides to put it down. And... Yeah, and you just sort of put the... Back on the canvas, and you decide, I guess, not to touch the painting? Yeah. (laughs) At risk of pissing off Cedric. So, what do you do? Uh, He's going to go over to the big table and kind of look at the... You'd notice that this large table, once again, like I said, it is a whole map of the realm of Varian. The entire world seems to be displayed here. You would see that uh, there's different almost like tokens and figurines on this map. They've actually, real quick, the wagon was chiseled, right? Yeah. Like chiseled by... by... Mm-hmm. Why? Would Aerotel know if, like, the style of art, even though it was chiseled and this one's, like, these ones are all painted, would, would they be the same? You could do a perception job. What kind of check would that be? Perception, investigation. Perception, I guess. Uh, sure. A one. <laughs> uh, Did I yeah. use that uh, 20 I rolled earlier? <laughs> uh, yeah, with a one, uh, definitely you have no idea. You have no clue if they're yeah. the same artist. But that was a carpenter. Yeah. This is a painter. So, I mean... Yeah, no, Airtel thinks they're one and the same right But that you believe they're one and the same? That carpentry and, and, and painting are the exact same skill. And you believe that wholeheartedly forever. Not forever. <laughs> For now. Until you learn differently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. So as I was explaining, there's uh, the world map. There's all these different figu- uh, figurines there, different tokens, and they seem to represent different people or factions. You see ones with the symbols of uh, the elves of Everfay, ones of the dwarves of Arkshield and Valkyr, the halflings of Altenshire, the... Uh, humans of Brathir, and you would also see ones that seem to be silver dragon heads as well that seem to be moving across the map and you would see they're actually placed in different locations they're not too many on the, on the map right now but they seem to be going to different strategic places on this map 
You're sort of looking at the table now, and then as you are, you'd hear a familiar... On second thought, Aritel's going to go back towards the painting, pick up the paintbrush, and uh, <laughs> think about really, really channeling the carpentry, and uh, um, the one. And then he's going to maybe attempt to draw something on it. Okay, and you go, and you just sort of dip it into uh, uh, the little... Uh, water. He's going to dip water it water. And as you're about to stroke the brush against the canvas, you then hear a voice... I wouldn't do that if I were you. Naruto's gonna kind of pause and yeah. turn around. Familiar voice, and it would be Barchode, who's holding what looks like 20 large scrolls around his arm. And he's just sort of waddling inside. He's walking in, and he's got these large scrolls sort of curled up around his arms here. And he's and he's waddling inside, and then he's like, Early bird gets the worm, eh, Naruto? <laughs> Good to see you again. Yeah, you, you need help there, Bertram? Oh, I'm good, I'm good. And he throws all these scrolls onto the table and they just spread out in every direction. It's a fine piece of art there, eh? Yeah, I was about to add to it, but you know what? Aerotel's going to set the brush down and head towards the table. And as you come over to the table and he says, It's good to see you again. Why don't I get some drinks? You thirsty? I, I suppose hey, something uh, really nice. It's all on the house, man. I guess. I mean, <laughs> it's all on Cedric's uh, tab. <laughs> that, that's my tab, too. Oh. Well, still, I mean, you know, uh, come, come, come on, I'll, I'll get you something. Hey, Rathy! Rathy! And she just sort of opens up the door and looks inside this green dragonborn. And she goes, what do you want? He's like, hey, get us, uh, what do you want? Anything. Get us uh, some Altonshire ale. Okay, she turns around, she goes and gets the ale. She comes inside and she places the glasses onto the table. Barchode begins to drink. What do you do? Aerotel will start drinking as well. <laughs> and what's, uh, uh, what's in these scrolls? Oh, I can't, I can't tell you about that yet. Let's wait till the others get here. You know, I'm glad that you're here though. I, I hate drinking all by myself. I end up drinking too much and then doing stupid things. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and then he uh, takes a sip. And uh, now we're going to go back to you two. All right, so <laughs> you two were on your way to see Razend. So you're headed to where? To the to the war quarter to see Razend. Yeah, so you go to the war quarter. Um, you're moving through all these different hallways until you finally enter it. As you're walking through, you see several warlocks who are training on training dummies. They're just launching eldritch blasts over and 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 over. I think it's the only move that they know. And over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Use a damn fireball! Belrin screams at one of them. I was saving it because it might have the map that I want. But you see other people too, uh, new, new people who are training as warlocks and everything. But right now, all you guys have in your army, quote unquote, it's hardly an, even an army, it's just a few hundred warlocks. That's all you guys have. Cedric's sort of getting connections right now in the background. He's getting um, some intelligence networks set up for you guys and everything. But right now, all you guys really have at your disposal in your quote unquote army that you're building is just warlocks. So that's just an idea for the future. Plus, the other are... people that we got, the vampire law. Well, they're not here. They're not part of your army. They'll just sort of help you. You can contact them anytime you want. They, they're yeah, here. No, oops. But Shh, bring it up. What? Okay, anyway, Karen. Yeah. So you guys approach and and you approach the jail cells 
where you see Razend is inside, and there are two warlocks guarding him. Okay, so what do I see? Okay, so you see the two guards there. There's one who's short. The other one, who seems to be the main guard, sort of walks up and goes, Oh, oh yes, uh, un- unfainted ones. Yes, he's pretty tall, maybe about uh, six foot five. He's skinny, scrawny. He's got uh, red, fiery hair. It spikes up, and then he's got a little bit of a goatee, a red goatee, and his eyes are, are, are burning. He's clearly a warlock. He's like, Oh, oh unfainted ones. Yes, uh, uh, Belrin and, uh, and Phileas, what can I do for you? We're here to see Rosend. Oh, uh, the prisoner. Yes. Oh, um, well, I... What, what business do you need with him? You know who he is. He's quite dangerous. He is our friend. He looks at the other warlock. Your friend? Yes. Oh, um... Okay, uh... So we I, wish to speak to him. Yes, of course. I, I, I... By all means, come! Leave us. Yes, of course, Phileas. As, as you command, we are at your disposal, as per the Netherlord's orders. Come, Jiminy, let's go. And they leave. And uh, you two are now standing there. And you, you'd walk up to the cage, and what you'd see is you'd see about three trays of, uh, of food. One of them is very moldy. It's got flies buzzing all around it and everything, and this gone completely bad. The other one, it looks like it's pretty much bad, and it's got a fly or two on it. And the third one looks completely fresh. It's all food that Rosent has not touched. And he's just sitting down... In the back corner, in the dark, and because he's a black dragonborn stuff, you almost only really see his eyes. Um, but he's not looking at you guys, he's just looking away, leaning down in the corner of his cell. So I'll go up to the cage and go, Hey, beast buddy, how's it going? We are not buddies. Why not? You are my enemy. How am I your enemy? You have always been my enemy. We are fighting. On opposite sides of the same war. I don't know why you're here. Go away. But you, you, you need to talk to us. And he says nothing. What Razen, what you don't realize is the Netherlord has got you in here. He is going to soon send you away and have you punished for your treason. We can get you out of this. But you need to work with darts angry eyes you. I can get out of here myself. I don't need you. Have you gotten out yourself already? I see you still locked in a cage. It looks like he was gonna say something mean to Bellroom, but then he doesn't goes. Before I had power, and now here I am. Powerless, and he looks down at his clawed hands and he makes a f- two fists. Well, clearly your power wasn't enough if we beat you. Being on our side would give you more power than you could ever dream of, but you'd need to use it in the right way. It would be in your best interest to help us and tell us what you, to tell us what you know about the Silver Eye cult. I will tell you nothing. I will roll for persuasion. Bella, would you like to wish to persuade you will, me? You will tell us what we want. Well, we'll see when you persuade me. Yeah, we'll roll. Go. Total is... Uh, uh, 17. Okay, 17 for Phileas for persuasion. Let's see Bellerin's roll. See if he can do better. Yeah, off the record. What happens if I roll another 20? (laughs) Maybe he'll let you do something nice. Uh, You would probably... If you rolled a a 20 uh, on this persuasion, you guys would probably get all the information you can out of Rosin. 
I'll be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Door DM, get out. <laughs> oh, oh I, I bow oh. before you and you're fucking Legit, 20. I think we should let him do something nice for him in the next episode. Not a 20 word, but you know. Uh, It'll come up. I love my life right now. Now you'll tell us what we want. <laughs> you will tell us what we want to know. Listen. No, okay, you persuade him. So how do you do it? Listen, I could have killed you back then. Back at the summit. But I shot you in the calves to save your life. We brought you through this portal because we saw the good in you. (laughs) Very true, Belrin. Quiet, you. I mean, not you, Razen, but this... Never mind. Long story. (laughs) Long story. (laughs) That's great. Razen has his arms crossed and he's in there. You abandoned me. We kept trying to find you. Unfortunately, you were taken away from us before we could stop it. You chose to go through that portal. We tried to stop you, and you chose to go through there. But look at where you are now. We saved your life. We got rid of the corruption that was in you. Yeah, you're stuck in this cage, but you tell us what we want, you can be free from this. We will make sure you are free. And then you can work on your calves, too. What do you want to know? Why don't you start from the beginning? Tell us why you decided to go with this cult. I told you from the beginning. I have never lied. I received a vision. A vision of a red crystal. That's why I went to Preston. It was my destiny. And when we found it, it went into my body. I could hear its presence. What is it a silver eye cult are after? The only thing that they want is the return of their dragon king, Omalgus. That shard was the shard of Omalgus. Long time ago, after the Dragon Wars, Perilous, the Golden Dragon, locked Omalgus deep beneath the earth, encased him in crystal. And then they took Omalgus's soul, his soul which was, had become so corrupt, so powerful, and they placed it within that shard. The Shadow Monks were supposed to protect it forever, but they stopped. That temple was never supposed to be found. Silver Eye found out where that crystal was. Zebinox went there, and that's when they found us. Zebinox told me that I was destined to hold the soul of Omalgus in my body, and that I would be repaid with power. I would dominate the entire realm. Everyone would swear fealty to me. How'd you get the soul? Like, I mean, obviously, no, the crystal was shattered. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. So how did they get the soul into him, right? 
That's that's where I would be like. He goes, so, he's gonna tell you roll twenty. He's gonna tell us anything yeah. you want. How did they get the soul into your body? I was told by Zevenox that I am an unfated one, and that I am the aspect of Bahamut, the dragon god who created all of the metallic dragons. It meant that the shard would have no power over me, and that I could be used as a vessel to hold Omalgus's soul. So when I touched the shard, his soul leached onto me. He was within my mind, speaking to me, whispering, telling me things. It is power beyond you could possibly imagine. But clearly not powerful enough. He slams his arm on the ground and he chips into the cement. You seek, you seek all this power, but clearly we are more powerful. Siding with us would give you more power. He looks directly at you and you'd see he, he looks angry, but he looks also like emotional. He's like, I knew the moment that I went deep underground to that, to the Underdark, that it was wrong. I thought you would come. I thought you would come and save me. I, I thought you were my friends and I saw you. Yes. It gave me hope when I saw you there. I saw you, Phileas. And that I was t- the moment when they performed the ritual. That's the first moment I saw him in his entirety. The Dragon King. They call him that for a reason. His size is beyond imagining. <clears throat> if they were to ever wake him, the whole world would be shattered. Zebinox told me I was supposed to approach the Dragon King and that I could place the soul back into his body and that that should be enough, that he would be awoken. But it didn't work. Zebinox was angry. His whole plan was gone. That's when we found out the truth. Which is? It looks like that. Come on, the truth, tell me. Pretty pertinent information. But you roll the 20. Listen here, buddy. I've died and I'm back to life. You're gonna fucking tell me what we wanna know, regardless of a roll of a 20. I saw my own death and it did not happen. <laughs> we can change the future. Okay. Anything is possible with us. <laughs> yes the reason we attacked the summit. Zebanox, he was angry with me. He punished me. He performed dark, demonic rituals. Turns out that the Librium of Knowledge states that Omalgus would remain beneath the earth for all eternity. And if it is said within the Librium then it can never be changed till he found out the truth. Now that he has the Librium, it's only a matter of time. He's going to change fate himself. He's going to rewrite history. And once he's able to, he'll be able to bring the Dragon King back. He'll be able to warp history 
to anything he wants, he's going to rewrite it using the Librium. For if something is said in the Librium of Knowledge, then it happens. Hold on a moment. Just because it's written in book doesn't mean it's true. I mean, what happened to the soul? What soul? You said you were carrying his soul, weren't you? Yes. Where'd it go? Where is it? I don't know. I have no idea. So without All I know is it's not in my body anymore. So without that, they can't do anything, can they? Regardless of the soul or where it is, you don't understand. If they change what the Librium says, then they change history. So help us stop them. Why would I help you? You said you could let me go, but I know what I am. I'm nothing more than a monster. Just like my tribe. The, my tribe said when they kicked me out when I was a child. Prove them wrong. You are a faded one, just like us. Persuasion. That's <laughs> you better roll that. 819. Not, it's just, uh, yes, yeah, Not yet. I have a lot to atone for. But, you just do not underestimate Seven Ox. He is not what he seems. I'm not even convinced that he is a drow. He knows demonic rituals, dark things. He is truly the head of the snake. If you cut him down, I think the whole silver eye will fall apart. So, all of the drow worship him? They worship the Dragon King. What if they started to worship Loth instead? Would that decrease his power? Loth is dead. Everybody knows that. But even if Loth came back, she is a dead god. Who would want to worship a god that died? Hypothetically, what if she didn't? I don't know why you're asking me this. I don't have a very high intelligence. I'm only telling you what I know. But and you you know them. You have been with them. You would know what their intelligence level is. All I know is that they're weak. They're broken and weak people. Broken and weak because of a war they fought and lost against the Sun Elves. They deserve the misery that they get. Anyone who loses to such a degree does not deserve the honor. So what is it you wish to get get out of all this? What is it that Razend wants? I wish to atone, like you say, but you have to watch out for Zebinox. And all I know about his plans is that he was searching for something. Having the Librium is not enough. He was looking for something else. Something to help him rewrite history. Well, here's the thing, Beast. The Netherlord, he's got plans to send you away and let you atone and pay for your, pay for your treachery. But... If you are willing to help us take down the Silver Eye so you can live your life as a normal dragonborn that is powerful and still unfaded, 
then just maybe we can convince him to not send you to your death. He's quiet. Fine. I need some time to think about this. That's fine. But for now, to show you that I'm willing, the item that Zebinox is looking for, it is an ancient elven artifact called the Quill of Erevan Elsir. I know nothing more. You don't know where it's located? Zebinox didn't even know. What he was simply it? looking for it. All I knew was it was my job to retrieve the princess. She was also important to perform the ritual. Something to do with her blood. Do you know what this quilt does? I do not know. We'll have to make sure the princess stays safe. Good thing we kept her in the in, in the living quarter. Guess we'll have to speak with her, won't we? We'll go speak with her now. She's here. Thank you, Razak. And he stands up now. And he walks up to the front of the cage, puts his arms up, and he's like, You have to get her out of here. We will speak to her and we will make sure she is safe. I don't even know where we are. Nobody does. That's <laughs> the way it's supposed to be. And he lets go and he goes. And he plops back down to the corner. And then he grabs his little thing of little plate of food and he starts eating. I'll see you later then, Phileas. Build up your strength, but and we will need... Belrin. Oh, shit, no, because you already gave us all the information. No, I don't need anywhere. He told you everything. Yeah, I know. He told him. We're good. You rolled the 20 and you rolled the 19. Don't need the moldy for you. You're looking for the quill of Erevan Ilseer. Is there anything else we need for you, you need before our departure? I need nothing more than my calves and my other muscles. Can I, can I send him a little heal on his calves? Sure. You, so do you cast on a cure wound? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, I guess. Maybe, maybe puff, puff them up a bit. So they're back to you know, some pretty good looking calves. <laughs> I'll just throw a few big rocks in there and be like, here you go. Start lifting with the, your legs. Throw some of your arrow so he goes, gets to the climbing pole with his legs. The two guards uh, return again. They're like, uh, are you done? Are you yeah, done? Come and stop. Come and stop. Yes, That's yes. So we'll, we'll go back on guard. So yes, unfainted one. Come now. <coughs> and the oh, yes. If he needs anything, you make sure you get it for him. He's a prisoner. He is not guilty yet. And you tell us if he moves. There are many. I should. Damn it! What was that supposed to be? I was trying to persuade him to tell us wherever he moves. That's a oh, oh no, if he, if he gets moved, you mean? Well, yeah, if he ever oh yes, absolutely. Moved. No, you'll know though. He's oh, here how long? long? Yeah, it's only for seven days. Oh, oh we're gonna long. be past that. Look at well, that. Well, where we are? It's been forty-eight. What? Since you fought him, it's been forty-eight days. So technically, he's already been past it, anyways. No, because you both went through the portal. So time. Oh, true, true. Yeah, if he didn't go through the portal, no, I. It's that would be a DM decision. Time travel isn't really brought up and. In that. But anyways, so uh, I wish to um, I guess uh, I, I do intimidate I guess to make wow. him if he needs anything he gets it other than okay, of course escape other than of course escaping yeah I mean but if he okay. needs food or whatever he gets it yeah a blanket whatever nineteen yes sir absolutely oh, so, prisoner prisoner what, what, would you like anything Razan just like 
No. It's like, uh, anything you need, you let me know right away. Under orders of the unfated one, Phileas. Yes, sir. Good day. We will inform you, Bellerin, if, if he's moved whatsoever. Thank or you. Or anything happens. Thank you. Of his, of his well-being. Yes. yes. Okay. One more thing. Yes. Do you know what time it is? Uh, it's about 12.15. We should get going. We're supposed to meet at Cedric there at noon. You should go all fucking and start running through the halls. Yeah. Walking's for amateurs. Yeah, we just kind of fly. So you two enter the bar. There's a bar. As soon as you enter, this blonde dragonborn, green dragonborn is there in the back. They're expecting you. You're late. You're new. How's it going? Stop making friends with everybody. Fuck! That's in character. Yes, it is. Oh! oh. <laughs> making friends is always good. Who knows where those relationships will bring you? <laughs> yes. Oh, I... I'm glad that you've committed to having me around. You even made a nice little nook here in your chest. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh. You can call me Rathy. My name's Rathy. My full name's Rathorius, but... Well, very nice to meet you, Rathorius. You're Phileas. Yes, I know. You're the unfaded one. I heard all the rumors, all that stuff. Very nice. Do you want a drink? No, I'm, I'm quite content, thank you. What about you? you? Uh... Alton Shire. have, uh... A water. Job, Melvin, but you do know that drinking is not seen as a sin in Celeste's eyes. <laughs> okay. Voice. Does he even have a name? You never asked. You never. You know what? I'm not gonna ask. Voice. I've seen where drinking has taken me. Just give me a moment. I've only been alive for, well, I guess a lot longer than I had expected. And this confused look on this green dragonborn as she was standing in front of you holding the Altonshire ale. And you just said all that. And she's like, Here's five. So do you want the drink or not? Here's five gold. Forget I said Ooh. anything. Oh. And I will take my you. tap water, please. Oh, yes. I guess we don't tap our water, but. Okay. And she opens up a big jug of. And gives you some drinking water. Thank you. You two then proceed into the back of the crow's corner where you hear laughing as Barchode and Aritol are there uh, getting drunk. Uh, oh man, Aritol! <laughs> Barchode, how, how big do you want to make his penis on this picture? <laughs> where they're sitting there and they're drawing. Okay, yeah, we're painting this photo. You see Barchode, and it's the top half of Cedric laying on a big comfy chair in a very sensual way with a duck face. And then his bottom half is just like a stick figure drawn thing and they're drawing a big penis on him. What what Aritol's <laughs> gonna hope to do was convince Barchot to draw on it and not Aritol himself. Yeah, yeah, uh, Barchot is doing that. He's painting on it. He's like, ha 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 ha. That gets him. That gets him for stabbing me so many times. <laughs> right in my guts. It's crazy. Yeah, that sucks. It's absolutely nuts. It hurts. You're healed, though. Look at this. Oh, am I? He stabbed me this morning. And you look, he lifts up his shirt and he's showing you his belly. And he, there's like a million scars all over his belly. And this, yeah, like, maybe Phil- one Phyllis of them could, is bleeding right now. Yeah, maybe Phyllis could help heal that for you or something. <laughs> Phyllis, oh, there he is. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Not bad. Hey. You guys want to play uh, pin the 
there's something on the go. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're supposed to do something, aren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's, where's, where's Cedric? Uh, Cedric's busy right now. He's, uh, new, he, he's been communicating with, uh, with his little crows out there. We've kind it's of... His, his crows? Crows, it's, um, yeah. You guys don't know much about his history, do you? No. Uh, it hasn't really come up. I don't know. I don't want to piss him off. I don't know how much I should tell you. You don't think drawing a stick figure half-bottom penis is not going to piss him off? He looks over, he's like, oh, you, shit. If you saw his belly, he already <laughs> pissed him off. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. And he grabs the paint and he starts trying to just wash it over and get rid of it. And he's like, oh, God. What did I do? Yeah, Why did I, I do that? Like, mage hand it up and, like, put it as high up as possible. No! Ah. Come on, Barjo. Just, just tell us. Nine. <laughs> okay, listen. I'll tell you what I can. Cedric's got uh, connections all around the realm. He's he knows people, and he calls it his his crow's network. I probably shouldn't be telling you this. He's probably gonna get pissed off. But uh, continue to tell us. Ten. That's nine, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, just listen. I'll tell you this. And he turns over to the table. You guys would notice a very large table. It looks like. 20 people could stand comfortably in a circle around this table. It's huge. And on this table is a huge map of the realm. And you would see on this map, on the far left is the continent of Ettenvale. Uh, up north you see uh, Altenshire, where the halflings live. You see Chandar to the right, the dwarves of, of Valkyr to the, to the south. That's the map there. You see all over the map are like almost like army pins and stuff. And you'd see where Celestial Summit was uh, in Thornerall in the northwest side of the map, and it's been blacked out with a bunch of silver dragon tokens. The map is just marked up with all of these different tokens of different armies and information that they've gathered and everything. And you'd see just a bundle of uh, scrolls are also on the desk as well. What are all these scrolls? Oh, uh, this is information. Cedric, I said, he's out trying to get more contacts. He's working hard, but he said, I need to get this stuff to you guys right away. Because, you know, saving the world and all that stuff. All these scrolls are ours? Dossiers and, uh, and, and information about different things and events that are going around up the realm. And he'd lay them out on the table. And you... These are basically where you guys can start. You guys need to build an army, right? That's what I heard. Well, the best way to do that is to know what you're getting yourselves into. Not just gonna stumble upon an army to help you. Are you guys gonna start searching through the scrolls? Yeah. yeah. Then you see the scrolls and you see uh, a bunch of different things. I'll just name off a few. And just so the stubs know, what's happened is I've created a list of 20 different important events or factions or important quests that they can go on. They're going to choose which ones they go on at, at each time. And we're gonna use. Shattered Citadel here as a base of operations as they go out and try to build their army by getting people to help them. Uh, you'd see a scroll that says, uh, I'm just going to name off a few, how the Shadow Monks of Ornan have said nothing uh, since the fall of Thornarol. They seem to have disappeared, so you guys could go to Ornan and speak to the Shadow Monks, maybe try to get them to help you or figure out what their problems are. Mm, say nothing. Um, you've heard that uh, the Orcish Islands of Grunch, uh, all of the le pirate leaders are all meeting to decide whether to side, side with the Silver Eye or to stop them from moving east. 
uh, towards Chandar. There's rumors that the throne of the elements deep in the oceans has been laid under siege by the Silver Eye, and that they're trying to steal something from there. Belrin, you would see a large scroll that says Wanted, and it's your face on it. I... Can I... Can I you just, just sort of unroll it. And can it's just I just, like, roll it back up and just, like, keep it with me? Everyone's going to peek over and be like, hey, what you got there? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? Why do you always say nothing? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> you put that into your pocket, and I'm not going to explain that more. Um, and then another one uh, says, uh, oh, the College of Magisters. There's a letter there requesting aid as they were, were trying to do a mass teleportation spell, but instead accidentally summoned a kraken which is now attacking their college. And they need help dealing with it. Yeah, we could probably go there. A band of scavengers have retrieved the sunken artifacts from Clara's dreadnought. Bitch. I call bullshit on that one. Wait a minute. We did did ask... You guys are just collectively seeing all these scrolls. There's a ton ton of other things. Uh, You guys have the list. Uh, Any of them catch your eye or anything that you want to see. From reading the list and everything else, it, it, the order of things that we, he'd want to do would be going to number three would be the first one. Yeah. So, Philly, I'm going to say you pick it up. You see that the band of uh, band of scavengers have retrieved sunken artifacts. You'd see all these drawings of, like, a ship as well. Yeah, that one was really interesting. I heard uh, we could maybe retrieve a bunch of very powerful mar- magical artifacts there. Guys, there is Clara's... Artifacts. What artifacts? All the artifacts that maybe we threw off the boat as well? No. Those were all the artifacts that she hid on her ship. What do you mean? When Cedric and I were there, there were cages with all these artifacts in there. These artifacts? Yeah. Oh. Remember... You you gonna tell us about these artifacts or you gonna hide that too? What do you mean hide? Shifty eyes. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Belron would explain be like there's there's artifacts like a crying. What was it? Is a crying? Anything you can actually remember, you remember. Uh, Damn it! Where's my other character sheet? I have more written on the back of that. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Uh, Phillies, give him page uh, three of that dossier. I'm giving him page three of the dossier. And you'd notice that on this page is a uh, is a parchment which shows a hastily written note and it seems to be a ship manifest. Aerotol, you would notice uh, in these pages as well there's a picture of a, a drawn out inked image of the ship's colors that took the artifacts and it says the Calypso. The ship was called the Calypso. They're called the Calypso Company and they're scavengers who have picked up these artifacts and they're going uh, southeast Towards the islands of groups. How big is the company in that world? Calypso? The the Calypso company is a small, up-and-coming one. They're one ship. You see the ship's colors are a swirl of bright green and orange over a black star. Cool, that's what the ship looks looks like, like. and it's going to hold up the picture. The the ship's manifest, uh, this is what you see uh, written down there. So I'll I'll look at them, and I'll go... I recognize some of these. There's a, uh, there was a statue with a woman with a bleeding heart that just cried. Cried. A lot. I think Cedric was into it. <laughs> uh, there were glass orbs. Oh, that's right. I remember in that one. 
This, 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 the, this is Belrun right yeah, remembering. You, you guys are remembering ones, also right? that in that manifest are some of the items you guys threw over. That's why that's why like, wait a minute. Wasn't there something about a purple orb purple tear shaped crystal? Yes. Is that uh, on the list? That's on the list too. We yes. need to go there. I threw that over. We need to go there now. What do you mean? That is the orb that will bring back Mandara if the seedling does not cooperate. What do you mean, bring back Mandara? That will bring back my hometown. Isn't your hometown still there? <laughs> it would bring back this, the secret cloud that will protect it from evil. Oh. I, th- I threw that overboard? Yes. Oh. Thanks, by the way. Well, it wasn't It wasn't, It wasn't. wasn't purple. It was just kind of like a rock. Mm. And, yeah. I, I, I guess I'm sorry. Well, I didn't know you had it. It, you, it was there. Well, you saw me grab it. All right. All right, guys. Uh, it's fine. We need to. I, I, I feel we need to go there. I would like to. Well, considering uh, what the Calypso Company is most famous for, I would suggest that, yeah, time may be of the essence. How is time of the essence? It's been 40 some. almost 50 days. And we've only been here for days. like. 55 days. They've been trying. Okay, yes, but the Calypso Company, they've been moving through the islands of Grooch selling their smaller wares. But intelligence says that they've been saving the most powerful artifacts so that they could bring them somewhere. Are they still around Wallace? No. Well, where's the map? My map. Okay. My map. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. where you guys were. They're moving to islands that are south of Altonshire and Tall and east of the islands of Grooch. Here. So this would, is this is where they're headed. Back to my home waters. So it would make sense for us to go to Altonshire and then find a boat. Okay. And then search. The intelligence says they're headed to the fishing village of Falk. A fishing village that actually traded with the people of Tull. <laughs> Since this is right by Sabres Bay and this is kind of the area that he is from and not far from where I am from. Would we know this area? I would say only Belrin has been to the actual small island of Falk. But yeah, that's where Falk is. I have not been to that island island forever. What's the quickest way to get there? Like, we have a teleport to uh, Aldenshire. That's the closest we can get. Yeah, then you'll have to just get a boat from there and travel over. We've already made arrangements. There'll be a boat waiting for you at the harbor. Oh. South of Altenshire. I wouldn't suggest going into the city proper, though. Would a boat be too obvious, though? It's discreet. Okay. Paid for by Cedric. What would you want? Turn into a freaking whale? (laughs) (laughs) Cross the. You might want an orca to come. (laughs) That was so loud. (laughs) Well, Balran, I'm pretty sure the whale, as you call him, has saved us before. Yeah, I don't need him anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, we're gonna go um, to... Oh, uh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. character, wouldn't the chest speak to him about being rude? He's been, no, it's not about being Damn. rude, it's about being Damn. evil. He's it's and When he's like, man, whatever, let him rot and die. When he acts evil, I'll step in, you'll see. Damn. But him just being like he was rude to Razend. It's not like it's gonna be like being nice. How was I rude to Razend? Just no. But you were it understood. You're still being good. You're doing things for good intentions. See, huh? You guys can now see the manifest as well. Okay, yeah. If yeah. you want to look at it, sure. Yeah, this is um, at the bottom there. I'm actually so. gonna have a 
quick conversation with Barcho. Okay. Uh, about getting a little teleportation area set up in Crow's Corners. Um, this just... Okay. Barcho! Yeah. Um, I've got a schematic here, and I think we got room for it in all Crow's Corners. We can get it all built in, but uh, we can link... Uh, I believe we can link teleportation... Directly so here? Directly to all Crow's Corners and future Crow's Corners. So that Maybe to this room. To, yeah. This room uh, Cedric had designed to uh, be locked off. Only you guys will have access to it. Now, how do we have access to it? Well, it's still under construction, but you'll see. Oh, okay. You'll see. Oh, yeah. we can even... Uh, I was actually going to talk to you about that. Maybe you can set up some magical wards or something. Make uh, sure yeah, yeah, probably. Only certain people can get in, but it's still under construction. Maybe when you guys get back from your mission, yeah, we yeah. can talk about it. But yeah, you want to set up like a portal thing. Yeah. Uh, that's going to cost a little bit of extra money, though. That's okay. Cedric's got his covered. We still haven't seen uh, his. Uh, I gotta say, a lot of Cedric's uh, funds are liquidated, and, uh, you know, he... Uh, I don't think he could pay for something like that uh, at the moment. Maybe uh, if you could uh, throw a few gold my way, we can make it happen. What do you mean a little gold your way? You pay me, and we'll build your damn teleporter. This teleporter's not for me, it's for everyone. That should come, that should come out of the Krogs Corner funds that uh, we haven't seen any profit from yet. It'd be good for business. <sighs> Give me this. Yeah. No, yo, yeah, yeah, roll something. I'm just gonna say yes. Really high, at least an 18. Nope. 15 and whatever you got. Okay, it's not getting built then. Yeah, that would cost a lot of money. I'd say at least, uh, at least a thousand. Yeah, sorry. No way. That would cost at least a thousand gold. Maybe when Cedric gets back, you guys can talk about it. Uh, we were trying to intimidate him and be like, I wonder if Cedric would appreciate your tone with us right now. <laughs> How about you just drop dead and we kill you right now? Sick. <laughs> no, that's evil. <laughs> Bard showed. I'm, I'm just going to make sure Cedric sees that picture if you don't get this started. <laughs> he's going to squint his eyes. And he's going to walk up and he's not going to say a word. He's gonna grab the damn schematics from you. Build your fucking teleporter then. But you better cast a spell to fix that picture. That's the deal. I'll shake on it. Everyone's gonna reach out his hand. <laughs> now what do you do? Uh, he's gonna cast an illusion to make it look like you fixed the picture. For okay. Now, as it wow. takes Wow! So the illusion goes on? Yeah. <sighs> Good. Thank you. He leaves the room. What do you do? <laughs> the room. Well, uh, he's uh, Ertel's gonna take the picture with him back to the match quarters for like later. <laughs> so you got this half naked yeah. picture of Cedric with you, okay? Yep. Yeah. Not for those reasons. No, 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 no. I you know, we gotta yeah. leave it. It's just gotta stay there for story purposes later. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is what happens when you're good. You don't get to have fun. <sighs> yeah, fine. I'm good. I have fun. You find fun in saving people. It's kind of boring. It's fun. I mean, Everyone's yeah. just gonna look at Aerotal though and be like, "Why are you taking that?" Don't worry, you hide your oath bow from me. I got my secrets too. Squint eyed, shifty eyed. <laughs> okay, so what do you guys do? Uh, I suggest we, we grab stuff, prep, prep yeah, yourselves, grab stuff, get supplies, okay. 
drink a lot of alcohol, and then maybe in like a few hours we jump through the portal to Eltonshire. Yep. And you guys go through the portal to Eltonshire. What's that? All right, guys, so we're going to skip ahead a little bit. You each said bye. Uh, Phileas, you went in. You said goodbye to Myra. Uh, she said, don't worry, I'll take care of the kids as always. Oh, and I will She'll also... really be blooming into a, a young adult now. And, uh, what? Uh, also, um... You're not taking CD with us. What? You say bye, you try to say bye to, uh, CD. And he's just in his room and he's playing his lute. And he's just like, playing these nice... Okay, I will also, I'll also talk to CD and say, hey, CD. What do you want? I'll make you a deal, buddy. You want to see outside of these walls? You've been kind of cooped up in here because of the dangers outside. Right? Show Myra some respect. Help her out a little bit. Show her that you can be a big boy. And on, I can't take you on this mission. It's a little dangerous. But on one of my next missions, I will bring you with me. Sure. Sure you will. I don't believe you. I swear on my horns. Just play some music really loud. And learn to play your musical instrument better. Okay, I'll... Oh, like you know how to play? Fine. You want to have a musical war? Oh, you want to try it, Ugly? You fucking piece of shit seed. Alright, that is quite enough. (laughs) You take one psychic damage. Okay, I'm, go- I'm going to try and- Have we re-healed though? Hold on, have we like re-healed yeah, yeah, yeah. like days. recently? Yeah, 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 it's been days, absolutely, you're so now- oh. oh, Belrin. I'm going to try and persuade him to believe that me. That is some potty mouth there. That little thing is simply, it's obviously going through some sort of seed puberty. You should probably try to be nicer. He said I have to do good deeds, not insult people. Oh, Bellarine. Make up your mind, you stupid voice. Uh, you take... 14. You did, I rolled d d20 that time, he's pissed. 14 psychic damage. You're going into this battle or damage. <laughs> I wish to try and persuade you into believing me. You have to roll a 20. He is a teenager. Ah, oh! Do it. CD just walks up to you and he thinks he's right in your face, but he's super small, right? He's like four feet tall. I hate you. I was happier. Myra was happier. We were all happier when we thought you were dead. So why don't you just go on your mission and drown and die? And I, because I never want to see your stupid face ever again. So fuck you! And he turns around and he smashes his loot on the ground. And he slams his door. Aerotol's gonna walk in. You're there. Yeah. Yeah. And and knock the door and be like, hey, CD, it's 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 Aerotol. I. He's just quiet. Yeah. I I see that you just broke your loop, but I got something really cool for you if you want. It's it's another musical instrument. He's just so quiet. So are you gonna try to hand it into him or something? Uh, well, he's gotta open the door first. I, I, you gotta okay, open, the door just creaks you open. Open the door. It just uh, door creaks open just a bit. Okay, Erto's gonna pretend to be working. He he was working on this. Whatever. He's gonna be the cool uncle here. Um, he's gonna hand uh, a CD almost like an electric guitar thing with a little amplifier, but, like <laughs> made from magic. Mm-hmm. So it like I'm I'm gonna be like CD like it's this, a crystal that floats there, yeah. just like you would have all your technology yeah. on your on your CD. This is like a loop that you yep. can crank up to like really not noisy and play amazingly awesome. This is not to help you. 
He's doing this so he plays loud, loud music. Disturbs the nether lord. You're gonna piss Myra off. And you just see a little stick come out with his hands and he, and he takes the stuff and he goes, thanks. He shuts the door. Hey, no problem, buddy. And then a moment later, you all you just hear this <laughs> heavy metal... And then you just hear CD screaming as if in the microphone. I hate you so much! You're a fucking dick! I hate your fucking antlers! You're not my dad! Erato's gonna be completely satisfied with that uh, result and uh, he's gonna turn and walk away towards the throne. <laughs> Can we get out of here, please? I have to deal with psychic damage from this stupid talking chest, and I can't handle this music. It's called, it's called stupid again. Shut up! Don't remind him! Seven damage, psychic damage. <laughs> I'm gonna cure wounds on myself. And you cure yourself. Oh, Belvin. Don't worry, as long as I'm here, you will learn. Oh. Balron was going to start to say something, then he bit his tongue and decided not to. And then you just hear, now you're learning. <laughs> okay. You give it to and you. after that, you're a piece of shit. But he rolled a one. It only, a one when he, you have to roll 20. One. It was the worst. <laughs> you can still take him on the trip one day. Maybe hey, but I hope CD actually kind of likes Aerotol a little bit. I like CD a lot. CD's a great character. Thank you for giving him sentience. <laughs> okay, so... You, I, um, may, I may not have to use him now because if I can save Mandara. Yeah, so uh, instead he'll just live the rest of his very quick life and he'll die in like a year yeah. and a half. No, because we'll turn him we'll turn, we'll turn into like an, an island when he grows up. Now what you're going to do is you're going to be like, because of your attitude, you're just going to be an island now, so go fuck yourself. You're going to be a living island. Yeah, then he's going to what, float away from you? Yeah, no, he's still going to try to be My good. Goal. You know, see? I'm just you... kidding. I'm just kidding. I know it's out of character. <laughs> exactly! Okay. okay. So if you guys have I was gonna be quiet and walk away. No, okay. we're we're going to the pub. Okay, so four I was days. I'm gonna try to walk away. I didn't say anything to him because it pissed off Erotel. We're just gonna skip ahead. Four days have passed since you left the port of Altonshire. The gateway did not take you into the city proper, as I explained before. Instead, you emerged from a small cave off a beaten path near the main road, called Shimmy Road. The cave seemed to be maintained by a group of devout worshippers of Yondala who have taken a vow of silence. As you guys were walking through, they gave you tons and tons of Altonshire ale. As so Belrun grabs it, he just dumps it out in front yeah. of them. You have your water flask you've been drinking. And uh, and, and tons and tons of uh, Altonshire speed rolls. But I will eat those. You just have bags full of them by the time you left the cave. You traveled south where the southern docks off of the city of Altonshire were. Where you arrived and a shadowy, robed, scrawny old man was there who offered you a ride on his boat. He gave you a little wink. <laughs> because... Give who a wink? Belrin a wink. And he had the symbol of the crows on him. And you knew he must have been one of Cedric's crows. Aerotobo flashed the little dagger that that Cedric left yeah, in the yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. And you all sort of give each other a nod and he gives you a wink. As well, he's like, <laughs> he has no, like, no teeth. This old man, he's got long, stringy gray hair, and he has a you know five o'clock shadow. And he's like, <laughs> come with me, come on to my ship, let's go. 
Okay. As we get on the ship, Aaron's just gonna throw the dagger as far as he can into it. And uh, is that what you do every time you get on a boat? You throw something? It's like that was a ritual back in Xanadu. Uh, four days have now passed since then, since you last saw land. You guys were on this boat. Maybe you were practicing all of your different skills and everything. Until ahead of you, you see a familiar rocky little island south of Altonshire and Tall and uh, east of the islands of Grouche, where this would be the island of Falk. It's not very big. I would say it's about the size of Mandara, Phileas, you would recognize. It's full of different ships that have stopped there. There's lots and lots of people on it. There's billowing smoke clouds from different uh, shops. It's a, it's a fisher, it's a, it's a fisherman's village here. Uh, but the island of, of Falk and uh, Bellerin, you recognize this. You guys arrive at the harbor there. You're awash with the smell of fish, uh, the sounds of buzzing people and patrons. There's a lot of fishermen are there trading their goods. Uh, it's a trader's village, and you're there. It's just f- full of people. Baron, why are you uh, scrunching your face? I don't like the smell of fish. Uh, is that what that smell is? It smells like metal and tangy. And the old, the uh, <laughs> old man's there, and he's like, I love the smell of fish. There's nothing better. Yeah, okay, thank you. Uh, uh, gonna look. Now, now, now. You boys, are you looking for some information? Hmm? No, I know this island very well. Thank oh, you. Oh, do you? Okay. Okay, well, like, he might not, but, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Called, by the way. Oh, your name is Called. 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 Yes, uh, yes, if you did not okay. ask, but my name is Called. You okay, should write Cold. that down. Because um, this guy's going to fucking ride you guys everywhere. Oh, that sounds awful. Gross. <laughs> called. C-A-L-D. Uh, oh, well, good luck now. Well, no, he doesn't <clears throat> want information, but I noticed, obviously, you know Cedric. With mm. that, 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 what do you know? Like, Oh, just what? that the island of Falk here is a fisherman's island. They have several uh, different trading vessels come here. And I heard that you're looking for the Calypso Company. Yeah, where would... You will have to ask around to see if they've arrived here yet. They might have already passed through. Well, as a, as a, hel- a boat helmsman, hmm. where would you sneak a ship in with illicit goods? I could tell you for a prize. Sure, how much? He says, smiling with just his gums bleeding. Hmm, say one gold piece. There's two. <laughs> two! <laughs> and he tries to bite them. Mmm, I love the taste of money. <laughs> he gums them. Mm, he's he rubbing it against his, his bare gums. Oh, the taste of gold. There's yeah. nothing like it. You probably you should spend four days on a boat with this guy. This is... <laughs> yeah. You probably shouldn't do that. That's why your gums are bleeding. Can I say, I <laughs> didn't spend all four days. I kind of jumped in and turned into like a water creature to talk to or Silius and stuff like that and jumped out and kind of visited him and everything else while we were swimming through the ocean. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be what? like, you should have been like, roll a 20 if he got like anything lower than 10, he's lost. Yeah. You should go to the west side of the island. Why can't you just and take us there? Pardon me? Why can't you just take it's us there? It's where, oh, well, you asked where boats would go to be hidden. 
this is a place that they would charge a premium in order to... You would you would not need to sign a docking bill what in order got, to What if you just dock. took us close to there? We are what already at port, and I have other appointments to make. And you'd see four robed figures walking up the dock. Four tieflings are walking up, and they speak. And you do not understand what they're saying. It sounds like demonic, though. Where are they going? Where are they going, and how much are they paying you? If they asked me where you were going, would you want me to tell them? Well, clearly here. Go west, Aratol. I've told you all I can. And they go, And he says, yes, come this way. Cedric told me that this will expect you. How many languages do you speak? <laughs> Lots of them. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna dis- we're just gonna disembark. Yeah, so I'll speak to him in Alvin as he I'll speak to him in Alvin back yeah. do you really think he understands us if we speak in this language? I happen to know that you're speaking Dwarven right now, so I guess I know at least three languages. <laughs> Called is back onto the ship and he's gone. You guys are now in this fisherman's village. West. Or we Head could, west! Or we could just... So guys, want, like obviously we could walk through, ask people, or we could just go there and look for the ship. But we could just take a boat, like a small boat, to the west side of the island, where all the other ships are, and just spot the ship that we need and sneak on and do whatever we need to do, and then hightail it out of here. Okay. Adam. Hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if you'd allow me to do this. I have a move called Control Water. Okay. Uh, until the spell ends, you control any freestanding water inside an area you choose that is in a cube of 100 feet on, on a side. So, can I also create an air bubble in the water? Yeah. So water around us. Yeah, actually, I think I can. It tells okay, you yeah, yeah. So we go into the water, I put an air bubble around us and push us over there through the water. So we're under the water. Well, yeah, after take, 100 would, feet, it wouldn't work would, anymore. That would take no, a while. No, I can, I can control up to 100 feet. David, do you want to try to create a bubble? No, we're going to walk through that and ignore all that. Okay. Uh, just generally, all of you can... You're just looking for information about it. And I'm going to say like, you're discreet. You're just... You're not going to announce that you're looking for this thing. You're just sort of discreetly listening to people, their conversations. Maybe you're... you're I'm going to have you have advantage because you know the island. Uh, Belrin, you know this island, so you can roll at advantage at advantage an investigation check. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of you can do an investigation check. You're, you're just going to be looking for information about this boat. Seventeen. At advantage. What's that total? That's a twenty-three. Ooh. is actually just going to kind of take a look around at where they just disembarked. Yep. Does any of it look like... It just looks like regular fishing... Yeah, it's a, like, fish, like a regular training area, Busy, right? busy, busy with people. There's some buildings there and stuff where, you know, they have an inn. They have a whole, like, little town there and everything. Are there any shady-looking areas? Oh, it's everywhere shady here. Yeah, there's lots of shady-looking folk. People do a little bit of dealings here. Through the investigation that Phileas got, I'll say, Phileas, you learned that this island, they, they, they don't have rich enough people to sell powerful artifacts like what you're looking for here. Somebody wouldn't come here to sell those artifacts, but they'd come here to sell other things. Okay. Yeah, that's what you find out just through the grapevine, just listening, touching the uh, the vein of 
the people that you hear in the area and stuff. And I'll get to what you <laughs> you got after, but what's uh, Aerotol going to do first? Because Bellerin rolled really high and he knows the island and stuff. So, But what did, uh, what's Aerotol going to do? Did you want to go to the west? Yeah, Aerotol would just go either... You, you go to the west and it gets shadier and shadier as you go. Yeah. Yeah, no, nobody really... Uh, pays you too much mind. Some people give you side eyes. Everybody does look shady, but nobody tries to, like, pickpocket you or anything or try to jump you or anything. You're, you're very discreetly darkly roped yourself. And uh, you make it to the side of the island and you see where all of those boats would be. So do you want to do an investigation, see if you see the colors? Uh, yeah. Yeah. On the west side of the island, where, where all the boats are docked there. Uh, 21. You do not see it. You do not see that the boat is there whatsoever. Okay. Uh, Bellerin, yeah. you, you you know how to speak to these people. The people of Tull used to uh, trade with these people, although you come from a land of pirates. This was a, a fishing village that they would trade with to get a lot of their food in Tull. Through investigation, you find out that the Calypso did arrive here to trade okay. two days ago. Okay. And has since left. Okay. Would I know where it's embarking to, or just... Uh, with a roll of 23, I'm going to say that you, while you're searching, Elrin, an arrow flies through the air and lands on a wooden plank right next to your head. And there is a note attached to it. Okay. And it says, meet me in the courtyard behind the fish market as soon as possible. Any signature? Nothing? Nothing. That's all it says. Somebody picked up that you were looking for the Calypso and they would like to meet you. Okay. I would turn to uh, Phyllis and Aerotom. Well, you guys just all sort of meet after this. This was what happened to you. Oh, this is just me. Yeah, with your 23. Okay. Yeah, I went to the west side. There's no boat there. Yeah. Um, I've talked it through the town. I know these people. A uh, ship was here about two days ago. Oh. It's long gone. But oddly enough, I got this note to shot right towards my head. What? Yeah. Like an arrow went like, right by me. Did you tell where it was coming from? Apparently I didn't look. <laughs> it's usually the first thing you do as a ranger. Yeah, okay, I'm a little off my game a little bit, okay? Could it be, be that you're not having en- enough alcohol? Okay, okay, shh. I'm a little antsy here. It's coming down. Yeah. I know how that feels. Anyway, we're supposed to meet at a courtyard behind the fish market. You or us? (laughs) You look at the note again, just meet me at the courtyard. Meet me at the courtyard behind the fish market. Should we, like, hide or something? Can I die again? I've died once, I'm not going to die again. Let's just all go. Let's just go to the courtyard. Ah, this is a safe town. It's midday. I mean, the sun's still out. This courtyard is is, its just off of the busy fish market. So you'd think that this is a relatively... It's not really a place somebody's going to try to jump you and try to kill you in the middle. So you you wouldn't see this as a dangerous-looking place this person wants to meet you. Yeah, sure, the hammer's kind of dangerous, though. It's true. I almost killed him, but... So do you guys go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and you arrive at the courtyard, and as you're walking up this small little path just to the side of the fish market, this little quiet little alley, uh, you'd see at the end a roped figure 
who's looking away. Hey! This robe figure turns around. It's a young-looking man. By the gods, I never thought I'd see you two again. Which two? And then he removes his hood, and it would be revealed to be someone that you two recognize. The young man that you saved from Slaver's Bay. Only he's a little bit older now. I mean, that was well over a year ago. <laughs> and he's holding a bow and arrow, and he walks up. Oh, wow, it's you. How, how's it going? <laughs> you, 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 Aerotol's never seen this man before, but... This is, this is our yes. pal, Aerotol. Oh, hello, Aerotol. Hold on, explain what you're doing. What's oh, wrong? What's wrong, David? Is it because you don't no. remember his name? Phileas. Oh, Belrin. I would never forget you. You two. Eretol. They said your name is? I mean, certainly you must be honored to be with such prestigious, amazing folk as these. Yeah, I don't these know two. what's going on here. I saw a fruit stand, like, uh, just right there. I'm going to... I'm... You're gonna leave? Oh, to Phileas face palming as he once again he forgets this man's name. It's like Phileas. Oh, certainly. I'm sorry. Uh, do you remember me? Of course. We 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 um we convinced you of your of your power and how much power you actually had. We were all yes after thing. after getting knocked out silly well, by this I mean, guy. Hey, <laughs> Belrin, you remember? I do. <laughs> So no, yeah, we we discuss it so you can remind people. No, we um, we we had to knock him out because he was being very loud. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we thought we he he was able to pick lock everything and he, he helped cause the riot. Yes, I was. It was really really too bad though. I was the only slave who survived that day. All the rest were slaughtered by the orcs. They they had a whole other regiment on a few boats. Out the way, but I got into a rowboat and I was able to get away. Oh, Since God. then, I've been really influenced by both of you, especially you, Beller. And I saw you with that bow. I, I really, I, I trained myself to use the bow, and I've been trying to help out the the little man and fight evil. Yeah. At this time, Aerotel walks back with an apple in his hand, takes a bite from it, and she's like, "Yeah, you, you can use a bow. You shot an arrow at uh, right. uh at like at at Bellrun, right? Yes. And you missed his head." Oh, but, just... uh, but, like, why would you just do that instead of just talking to him? I needed him to come see me, but I didn't want people to see us together. I, I, sorry, but I overheard you were looking for the Calypso. Yes? You have to be a bit, little bit more discreet. Uh, Maybe if you should have gotten onto a boat and then gone to the other side of the Maybe island Maybe you yeah. put a, a name at the bottom of your note so I'd know who the hell I was meeting. Or what, what if you thought it was somebody else with my name? What if? What Lots is, of what ifs. What is your name? My I'm, name? I'm Aritol. You oh, Aritol, yes. Yeah. My name is Ron. Ron. Yes. <laughs> well, hi, Ron. <laughs> you two now remember. <laughs> we, we look, Phyllis and I look at each oh. other, we're like, oh, 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 Ron, 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 Yes, Aritol, Aritol. This is Ron, of course. Yes. Uh. I'm oh, sorry, yes. I thought I thought I introduced you guys. Oh yeah, you we, we were just, you know, so overwhelmed of your survival. You remembered my name? Yeah, of course. We okay, spoke well, tales of you. I've heard tales of you. I've heard the rumors. The bards have been singing of the unfated ones who sacrificed their lives to fight the evil at Celestial Summit, but then came back to life over a month later. 
they're saying that the gods brought you back to life. Yeah, uh, Ron, we uh, are a little bit short on time. Um, oh, yeah, we gotta find the clue. We gotta find the Calypso. Oh, yeah, the Calypso. Yeah, yes. we gotta find the... Do you have a Calypso came really? here two, two days ago, and it sort of goes into a little montage. I tried to board their ship. I heard that they were hawking evil artifacts that they retrieved from Longstride Bay after Clara Longstride's defeat. I boarded their boat, and I saw them. Powerful things. They weren't going to sell them here. I know where they were headed. Which is where? They're headed to an island in northern Chandar. West of there. Where? Where? There. Where's there? What? West of there. Where's there? Where? The town of there. Can you show us there, that? Okay, do you not remember? There is where is where Iskander came from. Oh, I thought it was saying... No, no, there, the, the, the town there. I don't not... know why you're confused. They're spelled completely differently. But you weren't saying it in spelling. You were just saying the word. Yeah, I'm still not really familiar with this world. Oh. There is where Iskander came from. There. There of the place of... of, of, of... Anyways, it's an Shandar. island west of the town of there. This island is owned by one of the richest noblemen from the city of Rathir. I hope they have better naming senses. Didn't call it something like the island of here. You've heard of the island of here? Do you know where what? it is? Legend says of the island of here. It is not far from there. It isn't? No. Oh, well that's interesting. Have you been there? I've been here and there. Huh. We traveled there after Saber's Bay. All right. And here. Elrond puts out his arms. <laughs> My arms line. are out. Enough. I'm sorry. Carry on. The island that you want to go to is called Will's Den. Why do I try all the notes? Why, why is Will's Den Island? Will's Den Island is owned by a rich nobleman from Chandar. Is that where they would most likely sell all the artifacts? This noble... Well... This old nobleman is known to run an auction once a year. An auction which will take place in a few days' time. Where the richest and the most posh, rich people from all across the realm gather and spend exorbitant amounts of gold on items that they deem valuable. Rare, powerful, godly artifacts that they spend money on in order to do horrible things. Have you come here to stop them? So you're saying I could just go... If you go to Will's Den... Will's Den, not there. Not there, or here. Although, it's kind of silly that he's talking about the island of here, because it's it's legendary and nobody even knows if it exists or not. He claims to have been here and there. I don't know anybody who's been here or there. I'd be. I'd known a few people to beware. Yeah, but you. But never to be here and there. But but what you're saying is I could just go there and buy artifacts. You could, yes. The starting bids for all of the artifacts starts at ten thousand gold. They can go up to over a million. Okay. And do they keep these on the ship beforehand, or are they? They they get these artifacts from multiple ships, scavengers from all across the realm who pillage ancient tombs and gather these things and then sell them. When did you say uh, this was happening? In a few days' time. And how long does it take to get to uh, Willsden? I believe if you were to leave this eve, you'd make it there. 
just as the auction was started. But unfortunately, I, I can't help you to get onto the island. What do you mean? Well, these are the richest people. They have mercenaries of powerful wizards and sorceresses and brutish orcs. And you can only enter the island with an invitation. How do you get one? Well, I can maybe think of a few things. How about the uh, brother Let me, let me of... roll. 17. Okay, I might have two ideas. There is a fisherman in the village. He's going to be supplying the catering there. Maybe you guys could sign up with him to be caterers at the, at the auction. That could help you infiltrate it. And there's another option. I mean, I heard there's a... Uh, a duo of magicians in town who are going to be performing at the auction as well. It's Ten and Peller. They're actually performing in town right now. They would have invitations. You could take it from them. I mean, it's it's up to you, or perhaps you could be creative and find your own way to the island. Mm-hmm. Would the... <sighs> I want to know this one. I want to know if the fact of being Clara's brother would let me have an invitation to it. Because... If she had these artifacts beforehand, clearly she, well, she might have some, she might have had some sort of pull in this. Who, who's Clara's brother? I am. You were Clara Longstride's brother? Yeah. Clara Longstride, the pirate queen. Yeah, but I didn't know. But you're, but you're one of the unfaded ones. Are you good or are you evil? Fate has... That's still being decided. (laughs) Thelron's going to ignore this. Fate has a funny way of changing a a person's aspects on life. In my mind, because they don't know that, but like, like in character they wouldn't know that. If I'm wanted... Maybe I'm as valuable as those artifacts. You could bring me in as the bounty of this place. All of these artifacts, they're in the building, correct? In a building? Or do we know? The island is fortified. It has walls over 40 feet tall all around. Kind of walls. There's only one way in and out, and that is through the main entranceway. Not to mention the walls are also protected through magical protections cast by the wizards. The items, as far as we know, are held within a secure underground lair where they are kept before they are sold off and given to the buyers. Eritol. Now that's polymorph ability we have. Yeah. Why not you transfer him into a fly, I transfer you into a fly, and then I turn into a fly and we just fly in there. That would take us months. (laughs) No, once we get to the island, of course. Oh. Not to get to the island. I thought you meant no. from here. No, once we get to the island, then we just kind of buzz in. The legendary island here. <laughs> we we could. Nobody would expect the fly. How would we get out? We'll figure that out when we get there. We said get in first. Figure out where all these items are. Create a portal. That takes... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if we did... Both things at once. Can I come with you, or...? Yeah. I can? Yeah. I've been waiting for this day. I can be a hero like you. Yeah, you can show Balrin what you can do. <gasps> it's amazing. What, what do you need me to do? What, what's the plan? Well, you could become a caterer. Caterer? Yeah, a caterer. We will become the magicians. Well, I mean, like I was going to say, 
why not two of us become, or, or yeah, two of us become one thing. We, we, we uh, could be the magicians. We, we could, uh, I, I could say, you could say I'm one of your bodyguards. I'm here for protection. Or, or you could just pretend to be a caterer. I, uh, okay, I, so I will go to the fisherman, have him hire me as one of the caterers for, for the auction. Maybe he should too. Maybe Balrun could go with him. Oh, you should go with Ron. With this guy? With Ron. Become a caterer. Ron, you and I, caterer. working together. You'd know I hit him in the head with a rock. Yeah, that's neither here nor yeah, there, because this is Paul. I can't push him. promise that I'll do it again. I've been on the island of Falk for <laughs> I'm over a year now. <laughs> Over a year now. Yeah. Stop reminding him about it. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> you just threatened him. You're going to knock him out, are you, Belrin? He seems like he looks up to you. Perhaps you could be a father figure to this young man. Belrin, just remember, okay? When that... <laughs> Touch this thing, and you listen to what it says. <laughs> when... Maybe you'll learn some parenting skills. <laughs> oh, he is a bad parent. Bowron's going to laugh to himself. <laughs> I'm just going to look away from Bowron and go, Why is he laughing? Is he happy so, about Ron? Magician? <laughs> I was thinking, we come up with a plan, magician, caterers, we cover all, like, we, they would be able to see and move about freely. We would have to prepare for a show to create a distraction within the show. They steal from bad guys, so it's not a bad thing that they steal. We Well, okay, maybe I shouldn't use the word steal. We retrieve artifacts <laughs> that... I do believe stealing is bad. We're not stealing. We're, not, we're, we're protecting. Yes. Yes, the realm yes. from evil artifacts. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Bowen. Rod, he doesn't Rod, do any. Rod. And I will be like, just like Bellerin. Rod. Beautiful bow, Bellerin. Nice little Bellerin smile. Smiling with his teeth, gritted teeth. And uh, Rod! <laughs> what? 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 Where? Take the bow because you yelled at him. Not Ron. Ron. Oh, yes. That's my name. Yes. <laughs> they, um... They also have an artifact that they have stolen from me as well, that I wish to get back. Oh. Hence the retrieving. I suspect the lair beneath the island will be home to artifacts that we couldn't even comprehend. Ones, ones you haven't even heard of yet, I'm sure. It is, it is said that uh, this, uh, this lord, I never told you his name, did I? I didn't, I didn't, I'm going to use a uh, name generator. His name is Reginald Nathan Emberhell. The Reginald is one of the most powerful and influential people. He hoards these artifacts. And what, like I said, once a year, he enjoys selling them for high prices. He enjoys the chaos that they cause. This man is as dark as they come. So, I guess that's the plan then? Yes. Yes. Uh... So Ron, Ron puts his hand in to the middle and he says... So it's a deal then. We're all a team for the unfated ones. Yep, for the unfated one. Ariel's gonna finish eating the apple and just kind of toss the core at Ron. You can put your. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hit some head. Oh, oh, oh. 
And his hand's still outstretched like he's I'll just, waiting. I'll tap his hand with my, like, gently with my, uh, with my staff. I'll just brush his hand down and be like, heroes don't put their hands in the middle. Oh. We just do. Yeah, I meant for you to catch that. I didn't mean to throw it at you. <clears throat> Sorry. Ho- hooray! Like, he's, he's got really good reflexes. He catches them all the time. Ho- hooray! And that's where we're going to end the episode. <laughs> On that sour note. <laughs> you look like you are going to say something. Uh, I was, was going to say, we, we walk away, go talk to uh, for Ten and Peller, and I just give Thorn a glare because he's rude, and then just continue walking. You think my uh, attitude would change? No. <laughs> no. He might. I mean, he's good, so he's he always might. hopeful. He's always going to be hopeful. How am I rude? You should be a better parent. The talisman that agreed. Was the he laughed. You didn't even he hear that. One. That one was bad. Now he's got yeah, rock music. Bad. I heard it all. <laughs> all the warlocks going to be outside going, Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to go. Gonna... See, the thing is, Darkness! This no might actually dance! change CD into like My father! a rock star. We're going to go back and everybody there is going to be emo. <laughs> Who knows? It might he's, start a musical He's going to grow movement. leaves over his face like this. going to be like an emo haircut with leaves on his face. We're going to have to. Ever. We're going to have to demolish him. <laughs> you create. You gave him life. You're gonna take it away. So All right, okay. I gave you life. I can take it away. So too. you're gonna make me call you even a worse father because you gave him life and now you're killing him. It's not very morally good. I gave you life. I can take it away just as quick. All right. Well, on that happy note, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to give us a five star review on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Stubborn Heroes. Follow me, Adam the DM, at Ovidius. O-M-I-D-I-I-O-U-S. You can follow absolutely nobody else on Twitter because none of these guys have Twitter. And, uh, yeah, you can send your, any of your questions or comments or any of your show ideas to us, and we'll be happy to hear them. I'm always there to reply. And until next time, goodbye. Oh, my rice cakes. Bye. Is that how you say bye? Bye. Smash that like button, subscribe to iTunes, and and smash it, like it, smash it, like it.